Well, hello, and welcome to The Insecurity Project. I'm your host, Jamin Fraser, and I am on a mission to end the unnecessary suffering caused by the fear of not being good enough. We've all got it. We've all got to work through it. But thankfully, there is a clear, intelligent, and complete solution to the insecurity problem, and that is what this project is all about. Hope you enjoyed today's program. G'day folks, it's 10 Minute Tuesday time. Uh, Now before I get into today's episode, uh, it's been brought to my attention that the audio quality in general of my podcast is uh, a dog's breakfast, to be honest. And and that's a fair assessment. And so look, I apologize. I've got many shortcomings, lots of uh, weaknesses. Uh, One of my faults is not perfectionism. Like I've never ever struggled with perfectionism. I love the idea of being prolific, not perfect. So you find plenty of half-baked stuff that's out there of mine, all well-intentioned. Like if I think the content is good, well, you'll you'll find stuff from me that's got spelling mistakes, grammar mistakes, audio quality that's poor. Because I just think, uh, it's not going to matter as long as the idea is good. But look, I don't want it to be a distraction. I'd, I'd hate for people to not be listening to the podcast just because they struggle with the audio, which I think is what's happening. So uh, it's my commitment to tighten up the quality of the audio from here on in so i hope that makes it more useful and i hope that makes it easier for you to like and share the content Uh, so now on to today's show uh, talking about purpose so i did an episode around finding your purpose and the importance of purpose uh, on my facebook live on the uh, insecurity project facebook group if you're not a part of that you're welcome to join and the crowd went wild. Everyone loves it. So I thought, oh, well, that's something that's resonating. So I, I might as well speak more about it on 10 Minute Tuesday. So it's all come from this idea from my friend Harvey Penny from Inspire Accountants who says that um, purpose eats insecurity for breakfast. Uh, that's That's been an earworm for me every time I've heard it and it's got in my brain and I can't shake it. And I think it's such a useful idea because insecurity thrives on us being in our own head being consumed with our own thoughts, seeing the world from our own perspective, being caught up in a focus point that's all about us. And the moment you do that, it's so easy to see what you're not good at, what's missing, what's lacking, and then those thoughts just feed on themselves and become stronger and bigger. And you become paralyzed by this fear of not being good enough, and so you never never do good work. Whereas purpose kind of flicks the switch on where we're focused. And so much around the quality of our life is shaped by simply what we're paying attention to and where we're focused. So, you know, it's 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 easy to focus on the three mistakes you've made this week, or the five people who don't like you, or the, the you know the two things that you did that embarrassed you in the last year. It's easy to focus those things, but the moment you focus on those things, you completely miss you know the ten people who think you're awesome the five things you've done really well at this week you know and the three great moments that you're super proud of this year so you can't focus on both at the same time um so when you focus on yourself insecurity thrice when you focus on purpose it's a very different result internally uh, focusing on purpose takes you out of your own head and it and it helps you get over yourself and you realize it's not about you um, so i think the importance of solving the insecurity problem in your life around connecting to something bigger than yourself can cannot be understated uh, you know i'm i'm loving um the hero with a thousand faces from joseph campbell i've loved his the hero's journey metaphor for many years uh and i'm doing due diligence and going back and actually reading his book uh, written in 1949 
some incredible ideas and uh, I'm so grateful that this guy put put this concept out because I've benefited greatly from it. But he just talks about the value of the, the hero's got to have a quest. Um, if there's no quest, well, then the hero stays in, in their ordinary world and is never never says yes to the call to adventure. So this quest is what draws us out of ourselves, draws us something into something draws us into something bigger and something more beautiful and something that's ultimately a contribution to the world. And you never really know that it's purpose at the start. It just is a call to adventure. It's a call to go where the life is. You know, a lot of people um, feel paralyzed by this purpose question. They kind of get that, you know, I'm supposed to work out what my life's purpose is, but I wouldn't even know where to start. So I can't even get into that question. I don't think you ever wake up from day one knowing what your purpose is you wake up with a commitment to go where the life is and a commitment to say yes to some stuff having no idea really what you're signing up to but just this decision to go i I want to live a meaningful life and i i want to go explore what i'm capable of that's kind of all that you really need to begin and as you go doors open doors close you follow this path that one shuts you keep refining the process you keep getting to know yourself and you keep uh, discovering where you fit and and what it is that you are designed to do and where you your unique contribution is uh, the a quote that's particularly meaningful to me at the moment is you know the, the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you work out why and I think I think that's so true because when you connect with with purpose, you, you realize it's not about you. You realize that um, your responsibility is to show up and do the thing that you were born for, and that just helps you get out of your own head. Um, <laughs> lots lots of cool things to talk about. I'm really excited about this idea, so I want to try and explain it clearly. Uh, so uh, so bear with me if I'm you know dumping a heap of content on you, but I I have people. Um, you know, struggle with the idea. I think, especially Australians, but but not limited to Aussies, but struggle with the idea that being clear about what you want feels very selfish, and particularly women, as a generalisation, particularly mothers, even more specifically, to to focus on what you want for you feels so selfish when there are you have responsibility for other people, um, and so that kind of holds people back from connecting to purpose because they're never really worried about what they're doing. They're always helping other people do what what they need to do. But there have been a couple of things that have helped me really shift that focus in my own mind and for my clients to turn it entirely on its head where uh, it would be far more selfish to to not pursue what you want. Um, so uh, I love a story that Jesus tells around uh, a, a farmer, who a rich landowner who was going away somewhere and called three of his servants together and gave them responsibility over certain amounts of money and, and land. Um, referred to as talents in this story so one guy he gave one talent another guy he gave um, two talents another guy he gave five talents and he said uh, I'll be back sometime um, and didn't really give him much uh, responsibility just gave it to them and said you know take care of my affairs when he came back after some undisclosed time he, he wanted to know what they'd done with what he'd given and the guy um, with five talents said well you know, Master, here's the five that you gave me plus five more because I used what you'd given me and I, I invested it and I grew it and I doubled it. It's like, well done, that's outstanding. And the guy who'd been given two said, hey, Master, yeah, I've doubled what you gave me. Here's, here's the two that you gave me plus another two. I've, I've now got four. It's like, oh, well done, that's that's outstanding. Um, and the guy with one said, Master, I was afraid that you're, you know, you're a hard man and 
uh, I, I didn't want to lose what, what I'd been given and so I buried it in the ground. Here's the one that you gave me. And the farm owner says, you're a wicked servant. Um, and he took the one that he hadn't give it, gave it to the guy with 10. And it's kind of where the story ends. And it's just this interesting uh, take on the fact that the aim of the game here and the kind of the point of the story is that our responsibility is to grow what we've been given. Uh, the story doesn't need to go. It doesn't explain why some people are given more than others. It just says uh, that's true. Life is not fair. Some get five, some get one. It's just the way that it is, and it's probably not healthy to compare yourself to others. So if you've got one and you look at the guy with five, you're going to think, well, what's the point? I don't have much. Or if you go with the five and you look at the guy with one, you're going to think, oh, I'm already sitting pretty. I don't need to do anything. Um, that's not a, an appropriate response. The appropriate response is to go grow what you've been given. Go see what you're capable of. Go do the most with what you have. I used to really struggle with being a rich Westerner. I've been to Uganda a couple of times. I've seen people in some, in, some incredible poverty, which my immediate response was to downplay my point of, my place of privilege in the world so that I didn't flaunt it and make these people feel worse. And it made me embarrassed about what I'd been given. Um, but a, a friend of mine once uh, helped me rethink this by explaining that, you know, if, if I had a, a great friend who'd been in a car accident, lost his legs, was in a wheelchair, um, and I was so devastated for him and so upset, uh, and I went and cut my own legs off so that I could identify with him and feel his pain, you know, how, how do you think my friend would feel about that? You know, and obviously he'd be horrified. He'd be beyond horrified. He'd be, it would just, he would have no words for how terrible that decision was. Um, the actual best gift I can give, give my friend is to actually go use the legs that I've been given, the legs that he wishes he had, to go make the most of the gift that I have. And I think that's that helped me so much in terms of my position of privilege in the world, to go, I honour the gift by maximising it, to be the best rich Westerner I could possibly be. To, if, I, if I get to the end of my life and I have not made the most of my opportunity to live in Australia, to access basically free education, free healthcare, and to, to position to to be in a position where there is no easier time in the history of the world to be an entrepreneur, to add value. If I haven't done anything with that, when so many people never had that opportunity, how selfish is that? How horrific is that? How how small minded is that? How inappropriate is that? And so to flip this whole thing on its head and go, the most selfish thing we could ever do with our lives is to not live a big life. It's to stay in our own head. It's to feed our own insecurity. To get over ourselves, to connect with something bigger, bigger than ourselves, to go on a quest that's actually not about us, but about the world. It means there's not a lot of room to get worried about whether you're good enough or not. Who really cares whether you're good enough or not? There's a lot at stake for you to live a small life. So... A, a particularly personal example for me from this week is around uh, my writing. So I feel like I have a message to share, and I share that uh, as well as I possibly can all the time, but I feel like speaking it is much more natural than writing it. Uh, but I noticed that I've got a really strange, well, maybe not strange, but a, an unresolved way of describing the way that I write. If you've ever heard me talk about my writing, I often say it's like a foreign language to me. It It's... It's so difficult. It's so hard. Um, you know, I have these ideas in my head. I go to write them, and it comes out. It doesn't make sense. There's long-winded sentences. Uh, write. I'm not a writer. And so it's really interesting because uh, my one-minute coach 
spot. So I've got you know 300 on air that circulate around the country. You know, any day at least half a million people hear a one-minute coach spot, which is incredible to think about. You know, I haven't actually recorded another one for nearly nine months, all because in order to speak that I have to write the script first. And every time I go to write the script, I feel blocked. Uh, and that's really interesting because then I, I feed this insecurity about, around my writing and I never put it out there. Um, that's actually incredibly selfish. That's, that's a horrible response to, to what I've been given. That's, that's unfair and inappropriate. If my, if my mission and my quest is to be part of solving the insecurity problem in the world and I hold back from that, man, um, that's not going to end well for me or others. To get over myself, to connect with the, with the idea that there's an important message to be shared that I've been entrusted with. Okay, great. Get over my story around writing and go be a writer. Go improve that skill. Go show up to life and write well with all my heart. Tell a story that enables me to be a great writer. Uh, I've got two books coming out this year. So the One Minute Coach, uh, when I get to 365 segments, that will become a book so that there's a thought for a day for 12 months so that people can actually track through a bunch of high-quality personal ideas over a full 12-month period. That's that's coming out this year. And if I hold back from that because I've got this strange story about not being a writer, then that's a selfish response. People don't benefit from that. Uh, the second book coming out this year is Unhindered, How to Be Free from Insecurity Before You Are 40. I've been working on that for some time, but again, I've, I've blocked myself by this strange story. So summing this whole thing up, purpose eats insecurity for breakfast. In order to get over insecurity in your life and to show up to life unhindered, it's going to be really essential for you to connect with something bigger than you, with a purpose that gives meaning to your life, with something that calls you forward, with something that compels you to deal with your stuff and move forward. You don't wake up on day one knowing what that purpose is, but you find this purpose by saying yes to adventure, by saying yes to living a meaningful life, by saying yes to opportunities for you to grow and change. I hope that's been useful. I'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. I hope you found the content and conversations useful. And remember, you are not just the actor in the story, you are the storyteller. You have the ability to turn this all around.